Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Slowly but surely, we're getting closer to kickoff at Soldier Field on Monday night. But uh, Brian Hanley and I will uh, talk to you for the next two hours about the NFL and uh, hockey and uh, baseball <laughs> with Jesse Rogers. And uh, we'll throw it all at you, right, Brian? It's, uh, boy, it's been a weird, what, 48 hours? Yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> I, I, this thing just starts snowballing. I mean, yeah. how many college hoops games and You've got, you know, the NHL coming out back with enhanced protocols. You've got games in front of no fans or no fans at the games. And, uh, boy, you know, here's here's this postponement. There's three games there and maybe know. a week. It, it's, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. And the NFL, like you said, they changed their um, their protocols uh, yesterday. Well, the uh, NHL, the NHL goes to enhanced protocols. Yeah, and the NFL is like, hey, if you don't have symptoms, we don't want to test you because we don't want to know. Yeah, <laughs> just I know. It's like pretty. Mark, it's pretty Mark weird. Rosen said he's the only symptom he had was boredom. Yeah, so. and you know what, Kobe, uh, Kobe White said about the same thing. He said they felt fine. They yeah. tested positive, but they felt fine. They said, now, uh, and others know. had. Uh, I think White didn't he say had a low grade fever and some congestion. I mean. Different, Very little, yeah, yeah. But the, um, my, my all the bulls are vaccinated, right? So that's the way the vaccines are supposed to work. If you do get it, either right. are asymptomatic, right, or very mild symptoms, you're not heading to the hospital or the ER. Yeah, no, it's crazy. And you know, when you when you saw all the people that did head to the hospital, and unfortunately for many, didn't come out. Um, I, I think you'd got to be pretty sick to go to the hospital. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it's really weird because if, um, you've seen all the stories, you've heard all the stories, and if you've gone through the flu and other things in the past and it's not that bad, or if, especially if you've gotten the shots, I was just talking to Tyler Rocky, our producer today, and I asked him about the booster. He said he got his booster. I've had mine. And I've had it, mine. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I feel safe, you yep. know? Because even if I do get it, I'm figuring, okay, it's not going to be that bad. I'll be bored, probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll be bored yeah. just like everybody else has yeah. been. So, yeah. you know, it's really strange. But but the number of games, I mean, like, in over in Europe, they're like in Germany, they're playing all their games with nobody in the stands. Yeah. And they've done that for a couple of weeks already. And um, now you're going to see it eventually, I would think, somewhere along the line. I don't know, I'm not sure when teams will start. And organized leagues will start saying, you know, maybe have no fans in the stands uh, because they did that before. Um, I don't know that they're really up for doing that again really yeah, soon. Yeah, if, if, if memory serves, it was more like states and cities. Oh, that's uh, right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, because you could, you could go to a, you go down south and you could go to Tampa and sit with 65,000 of your closest friends and watch a football game. Right. And the United Center was, you know, it was friends and family and staff only. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, unfortunately for the Blackhawks, the the uh, NHL shut down Nashville a day too late. Yeah, they did. Then Nashville now the uh, Nashville along with uh, who's the other one? Nashville along with um, Boston shut down now through Christmas. Now that's up to five teams in the NHL yeah. have been shut down, and um, and a handful of other games just postponed because of uh, basically the Hawks lost to the Milwaukee Admirals on Friday night. Right. 
And then, and then, and then the Admirals went and played the Wolves and lost. The Wolves now won twelve in a row. Twelve in a row. Yeah. Ooh. So while well, all this is happening with uh, in the NHL, the Wolves are just rolling on, winning twelve in a row as they won last night by a final of four to two, and they uh, tied a franchise record for most consecutive victories. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. You want to jump on in? We'll be here until twelve noon. We got Jesse Rogers joining us in about an hour, talking about what's going on with baseball. This is this is what I'm missing the most. Even though there's all these other sports that are usually going on at this time. This the hot stove is my favorite time. Absolutely, it's, you know I I love with the uh, the baseball signings and that, and we got like four or five days of it before the um, the shut uh, the lockdown or whatever the lockout started. And uh, Jesse will talk because the two sides uh, met uh, the other day on Thursday to talk about some things. Um, but the well, NFL, how about, how about the report that Jed Hoyer, uh, you know, the Blackhawks uh, picked his brain about uh, you know basically how he put together a front office and. Uh, you know, structure a front office, which I'm all for, you know, you know, talk to, to guys who've had success doing it. Sure. Uh, it's not like the, what George McCaskey said, he picks up the phone and calls one of the Roonies or the Maras. Right. Yeah. You know, and dials back 1960 and sees, yeah. see what, if they can find him a coach or a GM. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, you know, Jed had some time on his hands apparently. So yeah. And maybe he's calling Rooney Mara. Um, you know, and he's not calling the Roonies or the Maras. He's just calling the, the actress. Um, so the, the NFL and the Players Association yesterday announced the revised COVID-19 protocols that will reduce the frequency in which vaccinated and asymptomatic players and personnel are tested. Um, after this weekend's games, they've agreed to put into place a new set of protocols that will include a more targeted testing plan, more flexibility for players to attend meetings virtually, and also high-risk player opt-out for the remainder of the season. Um, that's Well, they can opt out, but they won't get paid. So it's like, okay, how many of those guys are going to take that? I wouldn't think a whole lot of them. Well, um, unless Jalen Johnson is right, and there's a handful of people in the Bears locker room that just, you know, wake me up next year on a different team because this one's over. Yeah, it was nice that uh, – Tayshawn Gibson came out and said, I don't know. He goes, there are no, there's no players in the locker room giving up. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, yeah, uh, who knows? Yeah, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll find out tomorrow when they take on uh, the Vikings. Um, it says here the new program eliminates the requirement and um, the, that players uh, were tested every week. It eliminates that and moves instead to a system under which vaccinated players and personnel will be screened more stringently for COVID-19 symptoms and less and tested, make that, less frequently. While any um, vaccinated individual who shows symptoms will be isolated and tested immediately, those who do not show symptoms will be subject to what the league and players union are describing as, quote, targeted testing. Yeah. Yeah. Which means we need to have as many bodies as possible to get these games in. So yeah. if you're not sniffling, uh, right. we're not going to ask. Yeah. I went I went last week. Um, my girlfriend had a headache and some other stuff. And for the heck of it, we wanted to see if it might have been COVID. So she had, had a COVID test. And then we did one of that, those at-home things. Right. The weird part is finding one of those. Yeah, I went to like three or four CVSs and Walgreens, and I got to one. And the lady was the manager at the CVS, and she was stocking the shelves. And I told her how tough it was to find. She goes, "I'm good at ordering." She goes, "I go through seventy five of these a day." Whoa, that's how many she says she sells. And it's um, Binex is the name of the brand, and there's two tests in it. And um, what's the cost on that, by the way? Twenty three ninety nine, which is I remember when this thing started way back when. Yep. Um, I was had to go down to Florida 
So I went to a CVS yeah. and did the drive through and, you know, got the test. And I think it was, I want to say it was like 109 bucks. It was ridiculous. Well, right? I was going to say there's another one. Uh, even I went to a Walgreens and the guy said, we don't have that, that test. And he po- looks at me and he points to the lower shelf. He goes, we got this one here for a hundred and a quarter. Yeah, that, that was, sounds about real. Yeah. That's the one you put uh-huh. up your nose and run it around about till you draw blood. Well, yeah. that, well, that was the same as you did with the with the other one, the twenty three yeah. ninety nine one. So, oh, okay, yeah. So it wasn't bad, but um, yeah, it's hard for people to find. So, but I know I was talking yesterday when I was here with Xander. They were talking. Um, we were talking with Tyler Aki. They said like New York had like twenty eight thousand people and i go how it's shocking that that many people so i was in new york last week Uh uh-huh the amount of like little pop-up stands like you think those halal carts are everywhere in new york it's literally the the covid (laughs) testing stations yeah like i I was at my friend's apartment and i walked outside and there's literally a covid testing station right there unbelievable and you get a soft pretzel too Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah and and a really skinny hot dog yeah, that's been sitting in the water for a week. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole the whole thing's gone crazy uh, over the last couple of weeks. Um, there's no change, it says here, for the protocol. The unvaccinated players will remain to be tested daily, which is a good thing, I guess. And um, But you look at it slowly but surely, everyone's getting players back. The Bears are getting players back. Eddie Goldman is back off of the um, reserve COVID list. And um, then they've, um, they've also brought in uh, Ladarius Mack, uh, Khalil Mack's brother, who's actually been with the team earlier. He was on the practice squad. Now they've activated him for the game tomorrow night. And uh, they're thinking... He might, he might be the Mac that sticks around, too, yeah, by the way. he could be. Yeah, yeah. definitely a much cheaper one. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, the, the Bears are getting ready for the Vikings. But last night, I got to tell you, and I, I watch a lot of football. Yeah. Last night was the first night I actually sat down to watch a Patriots uh, game. And it was the first time I saw a Colts game, the whole game. And I sat and watched the game start to finish. And I know they've been on some other, you know, Sunday nights or Monday nights. But sure. based on my work schedule, I didn't have to sit and watch all the the whole game. Last night, I said I'm going to sit down and watch it. Um, and I was actually, despite the fact that he threw a couple of interceptions, I was impressed by Mac Jones. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, what, the way that they were able to come back and some of the passes he made, um, very, very calm and relaxed in the pocket when he was there and when he had to be stepped up, made a couple of nice throws, but geez, Jonathan Taylor and that offensive line oh, for the Colts. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I will say this: someone tweeted out, uh, forget who was, um, someone tweeted out last night that the Colts remind him uh, or them of the, uh, a Lovey Smith bears team, a dominating or opportunistic defense, a very good running game, great running game. And a quarterback you don't trust very much. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're right about that. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Um, but you you got Quentin Nelson on the one side. And, you know, Nelson's just – he's just – they weren't touching him from that side. And um, there, it shows you how how important an offensive line is. Oh. And then they did a great breakdown. I love Greg Olson. I think Greg Olson's really, really good. Yeah, he's really – Yeah. It, it, it turned into a, a – Top tier analyst. Yeah, and um, they he's able to break things down. They they showed a segment where they showed Jonathan Taylor's running style, how he actually picks his hole and he knows where he's supposed to go, but he also can break back and cut back. And I think we saw that on the final touchdown of the game when you know he he breaks to where there's a hole and instead of going towards the guys, he makes one little juke move and all of a sudden he's gone, sixty seven yards yeah. for a touchdown. And um, that was fun to see, but. 
the the Colts surprised me too. I mean, they made some nice defensive plays. How much of that was them as opposed to Mac Jones is you know is questionable. But Taylor runs for 170 yards, a 27-17 win. Um, and the Patriots had been on a roll. It was the Indy's first win over the Patriots since 2009. Um, so and going into the game, I thought, yeah, Patriots are going to win this one. Well, everyone did, and, yeah. which is why I took the Colts. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Using the, the old Doug Buffon contrarian theory. Oh, absolutely. That's right. And I see everyone, and I think Mike North tweeted that out, that uh-huh. everyone on TV picked, and then, you know, as soon as you see everyone in agreement, you, you, you go the other to your way. app. Yeah. You go to your app. And, uh, but the Patriots, what they did up in Buffalo uh, a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, were they th- what three passes or yeah, whatever? Yeah, ran forty three times or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and Buffalo couldn't stop it. I mean, it's just like, hey, this is what our game plan is going to be, and until you prove you can't do anything about it or, or you can do something about it, we're going to keep doing it. But you know, back to guys like Taylor and you know, I was thinking about this watching that game and also reading Brad Biggs' uh, uh, mailbag or Q and A this week, where you know, how many building blocks do the Chicago Bears have? Right, legit. Mm. Guys, okay. you know, that, that you would create a foundation given that they have no cap space to speak of. They don't have a first-round pick. And someone mailed in and said, you know, was very optimistic and said, thought, well, Justin's field, you know, if Justin Fields is who you hope him to be, you have bright spots like Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn, Roquan Smith, Jalen Johnson, Tevin Jenkins. I mean, how do you throw him? What, what do you know about that? We don't know Darnell yet. Yeah. Mooney. And, yeah. and then they didn't even put Montgomery in there. You know, how many legit emerging stars or, or you know, future pro bowlers can you identify on this Bears team? And for a team that has very little uh, in the way of going out in free agency without trading Khalil Mack or whatever, and, you know, how are you going to pay, um, you know, Roquan Smith? And, and, you know, do you what do you do? Would, you know, you get rid of Quinn and Mack or one of them? But... You know, it's the same same problem with the the Blackhawks and even the Cubs. There's not enough star power. I mean, right. the Sox, the White Sox have legit stars, and the Bulls certainly do now too, right? When healthy, right? Um, and, and and those are building blocks. You can see a foundation. You can with the with the Bulls in particular, you can actually see, and with the White Sox, you can actually see the results emerging, right? But the Chicago Bears. I mean, you said it. How do you get an offensive line? You know. Is David Montgomery is is a tryhard guy, and I love you know his effort and everything else. He's twenty third on the list of rushers right now in the league, right? Right. Now you know is that play calling? Is it the fact the coaching staff can't develop anything other than you know COVID? Um, <laughs> I, I, I just I don't know, but I I'm not so sure what what the legitimate pieces that you could sit, put down on paper and ink and say, okay, we know who these guys are. Um, you know, I want to believe Mooney's that guy. Yeah. Um, so but, do I. Yeah. 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 He's got some speed. And uh, I thought the Bears before the season started did the right thing, going out and get Demir Bird and getting um, Marquise Goodwin, guys that had speed that had shown somewhere in the league that they can actually catch the ball right. and, and, then, and then run. I thought some of the, what they were doing was the right thing. But then with their quarterback situation, going with Andy Dalton instead of Justin Fields, now you have fast receivers with nobody to get the ball to them. And I think we saw Demir's bird speed on that little slant route for the touchdown against Green Bay um, last week on the Sunday night. We saw that, and it was like the first time all year that we've seen a play called and run for a mm-hmm. guy that could catch the ball and take off over the middle. 
as opposed to just going deep or running, you know, running a different right route. Right to a spot, yeah. Yeah. 312-332-3776. Do you see other guys in the Bears that we may have missed that are building blocks as this team will go forward? They will go forward tomorrow night when they take on the Vikings, and uh, we'll be talking about that game too. Some of the other things that have happened, um, some guys that are out for the game, and uh, some Justin Fields numbers. And uh, there was an article in Sun-Times today, and it looks like uh, – Zimmer likes to um, blitz a lot. That's probably not a good thing for Justin Fields. Maybe he wants to double up on that flak jacket. 312-332-3776. Hubner and Hanley on ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. We should just uh, run an over and under at every commercial break to see how many people during the break go on the COVID list. Um, yeah, Frank Vogel, coach of the Lakers, goes into protocol. Um, or is it still protocol for coaches? Oh, it's got to be, right? So, yeah. yeah, I guess yeah. that's what it's called. Um, um, also, uh, Trey Young for Atlanta goes <laughs> into the protocol, and uh, Woj is reporting the Cavaliers have a COVID outbreak on their roster. Fears exist. They will struggle to have the league's minimum eight players available to play Atlanta tonight. Uh, five players tested positive this morning for the Cavaliers. So it, it, It's crazy. I mean, if you go to NFL.com, NHL.com, uh, NBA.com, the first five or, you know, five of the first seven stories are right. exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Who's available, which teams are postponing, and it's just, I mean, the NHL is supposed to decide by January 10th where they're going to go to the Olympics. They might need those three weeks to make up games at this pace. Sure, sure. You know, they, they, you know, make right now, if you make me commissioner of both the NHL and the NBA. I'm all for that. Yeah. And here's what you do. Today's the 19th. Okay. Everybody's off until the first of the year. So everybody that's got it right now, that's more than 10 days. Sure. Um, hopefully by then you'll get a majority of guys who are going to be able to play. Because right now, on a daily basis, you're getting so many that they're trying to juggle everything. And like I said, I was uh, being a fan of soccer, um, I was looking at the English Premier League schedule this week. They had 10 games scheduled for this weekend. Five of them got canceled. Yeah. Five of now, the 10. The NBA on Christmas Day is a big deal, right? Yeah, and, it's uh, huge. I've, I know. And and the NFL, I mean, basically, they're going to own the week, right? They, I think there's one day that they don't have a game. Right, 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 and I know they're playing. So they're playing Thursday. They're playing Christmas Day. There are a couple of games, and then obviously on the twenty sixth, then Monday, and yeah, so they're they're all over the place. But you know, I don't know what the right answer is. But um, the way they're going now, and, and then you get to a point where how how is it competitive balance wise? And I know you know yeah. people always talk about that, and they had the thing a year or so ago. With was it last year with Denver, where they all their quarterbacks were hurt, right? Start a wide receiver at yeah. quarterback. Yeah, yep. and and the crazy thing is, he came out throwing. His, I think his, his first, one of his first ten. <laughs> yes, I know. I remember. His <laughs> well, he was first. a high school. He was a high school quarterback, but still. Yeah, and, and, you know, I mentioned that the the Nashville Predators come into the United Center, and they had eight or nine guys from the Admirals. Right. So, to your point about competitive balance, they won that game. I mean, so yeah. credit to them. As you said, the Admirals coaches were running the show, too. Um, but especially now with playoff spots and bubble teams and everything else, you know, and the NFL doesn't have a minor league, right? So, you know, I, at least the NBA and, and uh, the NHL can, you know, dip down to their – 
to their minor league teams and, and or their de- the G League de- or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, you see some of these guys coming up in the NBA, and it's like they weren't even good in college. <laughs> no, and they're coming. Like I saw Aleem Ford who, who played at Wisconsin, and I was like, he wasn't even that great at Wisconsin, and all of a sudden he's playing for I think it was the Magic. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's amazing what we're seeing. So uh, tonight the Bulls are scheduled to play, and it's interesting for the Bulls because they're slowly but surely getting some guys back. So today DeRozan, White, and Javante Green should be able to be back, and also Derek Jones Jr. is eligible to be back. They're not sure what kind of shape he's going to be in as they take the floor against the Lakers later on tonight. And then, if I'm not mistaken, they've got three games in the next four days. Yeah, they play Lakers tonight, Houston Monday, and Wednesday they play Toronto, all of them at the United Center. So, and you just said Fogel's, you know, now on yeah. protocol. Yeah, we have a few hours between now and tip. So, how many players are you know? Is contact tracing going? I mean, how many Lakers players are going to show up? Right. On the, you know, uh, unavailable tonight. Right. Uh, it's crazy. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Justin Fields, his tenth career start for the Bears tomorrow night. He's been sacked twelve point five percent of the uh, time. Um, and he'll have no Jason Peters and no Borum on the other side. So it's going to be Tevin Jenkins and probably a Fetty who uh, they're hoping to activate and then just throw out there to start because he was the right tackle earlier in the year. And um, I know you mentioned Tevin Jenkins earlier and um, people that the Bears have to be excited. They have Jenkins and Borum. Not so excited last week. Um but excited because you have two guys who you think are going to be tackles that could be with you for a while. Jenkins is going to learn. I mean, he had two false starts, two holding penalties his first game. He goes, he's playing on national TV other than, you know, he had two uh, special teams uh, plays the mm-hmm. week before that. But, you know, he's a guy that you, you hope that through something, you know, he was highly thought of. He had his back surgery. Hopefully, he can be a guy you can build, start to build a line with, and then well, get some guards well, um, and some My centers. point was, you, you know, the, the the guy wrote into the Tribune, right. and, You know, putting him as a foundation piece. Well, yeah, second round pick. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. How do you how do you put him in there? You don't know. And I'm not judging him off of one game. You know, thrown into the mix, and that, you know, timing's not right, and so sure. you know, he's jumping. But I, I have no idea what he looks like. The only thing that you know scares me a little bit is the Bears highly thought of him. Uh, from everything I've read throughout the league, no one projected him as a left tackle. Right. right. So, the you know, if, if I'd like to think the Bears were the smartest team in the room, but I've lived here all my life. <laughs> yes, you know better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know better than that. Uh, yeah. 312-332-3776. Um, Jalen Johnson's going to get Justin Jefferson this week, or at least for the first half, you would think. And then unless the Minnesota then figures out that, you know, let's put Jefferson in motion and, you know, and then he won't stick with him because that's, yeah, that's what Devontae Adams. I mean, yeah, Devontae yeah, Adams, he had two catches for 19 yards yeah. on five targets when Johnson was on him. And, you know, the dumbest thing, sometimes when you get a wide receiver's move, defenses are slow to move their coverage. And obviously the Bears were um, in that game against Green Bay, and then he went off in the second half. Oh, um, did he? Yeah, so, you know, not only do you have to worry about Justin Jefferson, but you got Dalvin Cook who's third in the league in rushing right now. And um, as of now, as of now, I've not heard either of them being on the COVID list. See, and and, and that's, you know, my part, uh, my point to star power and legitimate pieces and everything else, and right. not just young pieces. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Okay. Devontae Adams, and I know, you know, he's among the best, if not the best, right? But as much as I want to believe Allen Robinson, if he were to stick around, which he's not going to, 
you know, he wants to be paid as if he's Devontae Adams or in that league. He's not. And no. I, it, it's not just because of the offensive line, the quarterback, and the coaching. Um, he's just not that guy. So if you ever really want to embrace and entertain an idea of, of contending for a Super Bowl, you know, feel free to go out and get, get me one of those guys, you know, get me a left tackle, get me a, a secondary receiver, you know, to go along with, Mar- uh, with Mooney because you need three of them. It's, it's, that's my point. They, you know, there's no there there other than uh, I'm hoping Justin Fields is the guy because he, he's given me enough wild plays amongst all the other stuff to make me believe it's possible. Sure. Sure. Um, he doesn't but, panic. And I think, no. I think that's the one thing um, that, you know, impresses you on, on any rookie quarterback is there's no panic in him um, when he when he's um, after he gets sacked, when he can not hang his head. He doesn't, no, you know. no. When he when he and I heard that he actually I think he said he reached out to Tevin Jenkins last week. And I know that Jenkins actually during the week of practice had called Mustafer to ask him questions about stuff as they were going through things. And you just want guys that are trying to learn, trying to get better. And then you got Jalen Johnson coming out saying that there's a portion of the locker room, you know, that are in the tank already. And um, I don't know that if he knew what we know, what we talk about is tanking, um, he probably meant it as a different thing. Uh, no, he meant guys just going, you know, showing going up. through the motions, you know, motion, yeah. Yeah, not putting effort in. You can, I mean, you could tell, right? Yeah. I mean, it, you, you can, there are guys, I mean, the people on Twitter are speculating that, you know, this guy's not, the hamstring's not as bad, but he's just protecting his, you know, con- next contract. Sure. And that, that, that can be tanking, right? Where, well, I could go back out there, but why would I? Because this team is done and I got, you know, I want to be on another team making big, bigger money next year. So, and I know you you want to put together good tape, but if you feel like because of the offensive line and all the missing pieces and the coaching, you're not going to put that tape out there, why would you further damage you know physical injury or just you know put bad tape out there, right? Yeah, and, and I had I had talked to this about this a little bit yesterday. Um, being an employee as opposed to being in management, and I saw this when I got was in management, heck, at sports phone or whatever. But you see guys who always want more money, and it's in, in all in all walks of life, okay? People want more money. Then they say, well, listen, I'm not getting the money. I'm not going to work as hard. Okay, well. <laughs> Thanks for telling me that. Exactly. Well, if you're not going to work as hard, why do you expect to get any money? Yeah. I shouldn't be paying you the money I'm paying you now. Yeah, you so, might as well, there's the door, you might as well use yeah, it. Yeah, right? and I've heard numerous people, I think Cap was one of them too, he was saying, why would why would um, Alan Robinson come back? This was a couple of weeks ago. Well, that's but, the guy that they're speculating on yeah, Twitter, like, you know, right. that, that hamstring is not as bad as a you know, sure. he's making out to be. Yeah, you know why he'd come back? Because they're paying him $18 million this year. That's why you come back. Remember, there was years where Brian Urlacher played. He came back to play, like, the last game or the next to last game of the season. People said, why is he doing that? Because they're paying him. And he believes that he was healthy enough to play in a football game. When you're getting paid, you should go on out there and do everything you can do when you're but healthy But not enough. everyone shares that mindset. I know. and, and Because the check is still going to show up in direct deposit whether I know. you're out there or not. I know. But that's the thing about Justin Fields. A lot of people thought that after Fields got hurt with the ribs, there's no reason he should go on out and play. And it was nice to see that as soon as yeah. he was healthy, he wanted to be back out there. And he is. Andy Dalton's not going to be able to play. He's in covid and um, so, but they will have, I guess, Nick Foles, and they brought in another quarterback. Uh, it wasn't P.T. Willis, but his last name was Willis um, that, that I never heard of before. But they brought him in to be on the practice squad just, I guess, to help in practice. Is, for isn't a Henry Burris a quality control guy or something? Somewhere, um, isn't he on the staff? 
Uh, yeah, I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We, yeah. You can throw he him out He was featured there. in that uh, article this week about, from Dan Weeder about the how the Bears don't really bring anyone from within the family right. back. And that I, was, I think Burris that is, was like one of three people in the entire organization that's actually played for them. And, and God bless Henry Burris. I still remember watching him fall down down in Champagne without anyone touching him um, <laughs> as he took the snap. Um, but of all the alumni you could bring back who – I mean, that that piece by Dan Weeder, and I'm sure you've talked about – uh, Gary Fensick and Olin, I mean, how damning. Right. When, I mean, they're looking at it and telling you all the problems that we all we, we all talk about. But when you hear it come from them, you got, you know, wake up, uh, George McCaskey. If you're not paying attention to that, I don't know what you're paying attention to. Well, I mean, numerous times when I worked with Steve McMichael on the pregame shows, yeah. Michael would talk about being down in Bourbon A and talking to the coaches and saying about talking to him about line stunts and doing this and doing that. And they would look at him like he was, you know, like he had never played the game before. Yeah. And, you know, we would sit and talk. And when I had the chance to see him about a month and a half ago, we were talking about line stunts. He goes, it's nice to see they're running them. He goes, now they run them too much. They don't let them, <laughs> they don't leave Robert. They don't leave Robert Quinn alone when they yeah. should just he should just go. But they're running a stunt. And they're getting, they're running into each other. And, um, you know, but they don't, the organization doesn't take the word of guys that were, you know, and played the game and some of the best that played the game. So, Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's sad every time you look at um, Bears football. And we don't have to do it till tomorrow night. 312-332-3776. After you watched the game last night, are the best teams in the NFL in the NFC or is the AFC have a team? And I know I saw a couple of them on Thursday night, and I still don't know what I saw on Thursday night. It was uh, entertaining. It was entertaining. People kept saying best game of the year. I'm going, oh, maybe the result at the end. But if you watch the game, it's like, huh? What's he hey, doing? Who's What kind of throw is let's that? Let's go for it again. Yeah, yeah, I know. We'll talk about that more. And the best team in the NFL. There's a couple of them out there. There's some teams that are 10-3 uh, and three look really good in uh, the NFC. We'll talk about that and more. We come back, 312-332-3776. Hanley and Hubner at ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Okay, two things. One, during that commercial break, I didn't see anybody else go to COVID protocol. So... I don't know if that means we're getting better or they're just... They're, I hate to say that's a positive. Yes, I know. Or, you know, there's nobody else left. Yeah. Um, and um, second of all, during that commercial break, Grand Funk Railroad's coming back. Jeez. You know, yeah. I was listening to that. I forgot how how good they were. I know. They had a slower song called Bad Time, which I used to like back in the 70s and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm your captain. They had great songs. Yeah, yeah. sure. I've never been to the Genesee Theater. Have you been there? No. Yeah, I have not been there yet. Um, I know there's, uh, I think Robin Trower, one of my favorite guitar players from the 70s. I understand. It's very nice. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure Here's it is. your opportunity. Yeah. Um, three teams in the NFC have 10-3 and three records. I had mentioned when the Bears lost to the Cardinals that the Cardinals did nothing to impress me when they beat the Bears. They didn't really have to. Because no. the Bears gave them field position, I think, twice at the 28, once at the 12, and once at the 15. And they didn't need to do much. And those were games that Hopkins and um, uh, their quarterback were coming, you know, uh, Kyler Murray were just coming back. Uh, now Hopkins is out again. 
uh, with more problems. They're ten and three, and they lost to the Rams on Monday night, which was a, a fun game to watch. I thought mm-hmm. I, I I had the Rams, and um, so did I yeah. because I wasn't overly impressed with what they did at Soldier Field. Yeah, and, and they've been a much better road team than a home team. They're seven and zero on the road. Yes, I know it doesn't really make any sense for a team that's that you know ten and three. All their losses have been in front of their home crowd. So you've got the Tampa Bay Bucks are ten and three. The Arizona Cardinals ten and three, and the Green Bay Packers are ten and three. The Bucks play the Saints tonight, and we'll take a look at some of the other games and some of the little notes around the games later. But I don't know how many points you want to give the Saints, but I don't know that the Bucks would not be able to cover that because they're and the Ravens good. don't have their number one quarterback. Right? No, exactly. So I'm expecting all three of those teams. Who the Cardinals play? Cardinals play. Um, I should know this one. I believe it's the Lions this week, right? Oh, yeah. It's, that should well, be tough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're at Detroit. Uh, again, on the road. So they can go to 8-0 on the road. Um, and they're they're laying 12.5, I think it is. So I expect the Cardinals, Tampa, and Green Bay all to improve to 11-3. And then and, uh, Dallas is 9-4 and four going into the game today. Um, but then in the, a- in the AFC, you got the Chiefs who are 10-4. and four, And... Everybody went into the game the other day talking about how their defense has been winning it for them. And then, of course, it was, um, you know, let's find Travis Kelsey uh, in the second half, which was good because I had him getting more than 50 yards and scoring a touchdown. And then the one time he went 69 yards and went down at the one. And I said, really? He's not going (laughs) to score. (laughs) But then he eventually scored and then scored again. Uh, but that was one of the weirdest games I'd seen because well, they, I mean, what a weird season for them, right? Yeah, to to get to that record. I mean, talk about disjointed, and and people were ready to write them off and say, you know, whatever happened, it's not their season. And then here comes Patrick Mahomes and and Kelsey and the rest of the crew, and everything's okay again. Yeah, and and the game against the Chargers, the Chargers have had some tough losses this year. And then when your head coach decides to go forward on fourth and one a couple times, oh. and and I'm saying just once in a while kick the field. The the one at the end of the first half was the one that really got me. It's like you're up four, you're you you're not scoring. Just kick the field goal and go up seven. Okay, just do a nine zero. Everyone talks about analytics. And every one of the analytics said that if you went for this touchdown and scored, you'd have a better chance of winning than if you kicked the field goal. But you also have a better chance of kicking the field goal than you have of getting the touchdown. But wasn't it, that was like four, fourth and three, right? I mean, it wasn't like inches. Right. Uh, there were right. a couple of the three that he went, you know, went for, they weren't gimmies. No. Um, and for a guy who had the under as the contrarian, I was happy that he was making boneheaded decisions. But then it turned out, you know, they're in overtime and there goes the over yeah i had the over which was and i posted early i said really it's not a good time to have the over <laughs> when the, the the you know the other team they were one for four right and going forward on fourth down and then afterwards some guy sent me a text and he goes don't bitch until the game's over i f- i can't tell you what i felt like telling this guy um but i didn't <laughs> I, I i showed some restraint yeah. uh so so here they were they were fourth and goal at the at the kansas city five yeah, they had a forty-three percent chance of winning if they would go for, for it. This was on the first drive, I think, when Parham got hurt. Donald Parham got hurt, dropping the ball in the back of the end zone, didn't hold on, and then went down. So that didn't doesn't help. Then they're fourth and one at the Kansas City thirty-three. A quarterback sneak for two yards. They get that one. Fourth and goal at the Kansas City one. 
uh, incomplete to um, Keenan Allen. That was the last play at the half. There was a, so it was at the one. And instead of kicking the field goal and going up 17-10, year 14-10, you know, and... It made no sense. No, not at all. They had a fourth and two with the Kansas City 28th. They threw an incomplete to Jared Cook, yeah. which everyone said strange pass because even though Cook did get a couple of receptions that game, he hasn't been a guy they've been going to a lot. And then Kansas City had a fourth and goal at the L.A. two, and then Mahomes threw the worst pass he's ever thrown. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's just he, like right into the top. yeah he had the guy open it's like he threw like like a kid throws a football the first time he gets one he threw it from like the back point of the football because he, he like he didn't have it in yeah. his hands yeah. and uh i'm saying this is just one of the weirdest games and then afterwards classic i'm going uh, i don't know when i think of classic i think of guys going up and down the field making great plays and things right. like Highlight that real stuff yeah. exactly but and the coach said afterwards he said listen this is the way we're going to play well, that scares me a little bit if I'm the, a fan of that team. Oh, man. If, if I'm a fan of the Chargers, if that's the way you're always going to play well, here's and not the thing, take the points. is They've won like three games this year because of that strategy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to bite you every once in a while, but I'll take the three wins if it bites me one time. Like, Even they, though, beat, they beat the Chiefs earlier this year because they went for it on fourth down. I know. Yeah, but, but to go up, you can go up a touchdown going into the break, into the half. Yeah. I mean, where you know, show me that chart, the analytics chart that says that's you know not. I know you know settling for field goals is not the best uh, uh, recipe for winning, but I'll take seven points over four points going into halftime. Yeah, I do. I would too, and that's what that's what was surprising, especially since at times you know they were able to stop and slow down Kansas City for a while there uh, in the first half, especially because they had held them to just ten points. So he's like, why not kick the field goal, go up seven? You've held them to 10 points. Maybe they say, okay, well, we're not going to be able to hold them the whole game. But it was just surprising to me. And I understand what, I understand what you're saying, yeah. Tyler. But when it happened, when he, they, he had, if, I think he had it five times they went four down, four down. Yeah. They got it twice out of the five times. I wonder how much the opponent played into it, too. Like if they were playing the Lions, yeah. maybe you kick that field goal. Instead, because you can beat the Lions with field goals. Well, I would hope you're, you're up more than four or seven right, and exactly. half over the Lions. But like with the Chiefs, we, we've seen the Chiefs now for what, four or five years? This is what they do. You, you need touchdowns to beat the Chiefs. But you didn't in this one. No, if you if you Again, those But this field is kind goals, of like the one outlier, though. Yeah. And you know that they can turn it on at any given point. The problem is you could, well, right now they're right there in the wild card. Um, you could not make the playoffs because you lose a game like this. Yeah, that's you right. know, and that's the that's the toughest part is playing a game like this, doing those things, going forward on here. Let me see here. Right now, they're on top of the wild card at eight and six. The Colts were seven and six. They won last night, so they're eight and six. The Bills are seven and six going in to the weekend. Uh, but you've got the Browns, Bengals, and Broncos all at seven and six. So you know, it's it's really close. And that's, I guess that's what makes it interesting this year when you get the extra wild card teams and stuff like that. I will say this. The biggest loser from watching that game, yeah, sure. being a Broncos or a Raiders fan. Like, you've got to compete with both of those teams for the next, what, decade? Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, I know. I know. And uh, it, was, it was fun watching them. And I'm looking forward to watching future games with Kansas City and uh, it's hard to say, not San Diego, uh, Kansas City and Los Angeles. Um and it was so weird, too, at the very opening of the game, Aaron Andrews is trying to talk, and they got the lights going off, and there's sounds going all over the place. And it's, it's crazy. But at SoFi, they were, uh, they were having a good time. And, well, I'm uh, guessing that the Bears, when they get up and running at Arlington, 
won't have the five billion dollar um, light, light show. show. Yeah, yeah. You don't think so? They'll so save they'll on be, that. Yeah, I think they'll just I have think. one guy running a big light <laughs> with, just with a spotlight, <laughs> just moving it around. Yeah, it looks like a used car sale. Yeah, you know, parking lot. Uh, the the and that's all they'll have. Things, they'll, yeah. Right, they'll have yeah. the inflatable guys. They'll have one from each team standing on the side when the players come out. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll talk some baseball with Jesse at eleven o'clock right here on ESPN one thousand. This hour is brought to you by Northwestern Basketball, Chicago's Big Ten team. Coach Collins and the Cats host Michigan State on Sunday, January 2nd at Welsh Ryan Arena. Buy tickets now at nusports.com. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Hanley and Hubner here on ESPN 1000. We'll be here till 12 noon. Don't forget Bears tomorrow. Uh, I'll be doing the post game tomorrow night um, after the Bears and the Vikings game here on ESPN 1000. Um, so, Brian, if 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 we were uh, holding your feet to the fire, which sometimes when it's really cold, it's not a bad idea. Um, but who who would you who would you who do you see as the best team in the NFL right now? Who. That is a great question. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's Green Bay um, because they're one injury away from either of those two guys from not being, you know, right. going very far in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm not really drinking all the Tampa Kool-Aid. Either am I, but yeah. I don't know that there's, I don't know that there's a better choice. I know, right? I mean, but I don't know why when I watch them, I just don't. I don't see Super Bowl, but I didn't see it before either. So right. I'd have to really kind of sit down and think about that, right? I mean, uh, you know, I, I, the Buffalo Bills, how are they? They were spo- everyone's pick of the preseason, right? Yeah, and they've yeah. not played well at all. I mean, they're 7-6. No. and six, but 7-6, and six, and they're like 12 or 13-point favorites today, right? Yeah. How do you lay those points, by the way? Yeah, I think I have 10 and a half. Yeah. Um, and um, and the Panthers actually are eight and two against the spread as a road dog this year. Um, Ooh, wow. Yeah, yeah, kind of a weird. I, I had some other numbers here. We'll get to them later. But yeah, it's every, everybody in the AFC North has either five or six losses. Yeah, you got eight and five, seven and six, seven and six, six and six. See, it was about a month ago. I think you know people are start that whole conversation. Where's the great dominating team in the NFL this year? Right. right? And I don't know. I think we could probably still have that conversation despite the gaudy records. I think they all take turns. I mean, the yeah. Patriots, well, the Patriots have won, what, seven in a row um, yeah. until last night. And um, and I don't think the Colts are the best team. They played a little good no. yesterday. Yeah. Um, the Cowboys, no. And then, like you said, the Packers, Tampa, and Arizona are all 10-3. and three. Um, The Rams were a lot of people's pick in the NFC going in. But they've been they've been you know COVID related and injury related and all kinds of problems with getting everybody on the field at the same time. And you know the Arizona coach, um, he's you know when it gets to serious time, yeah, you can trust him to make. If there's a couple three bad decisions to make, he'll make all of them. Usually, yeah, yeah. usually. And um, they it's funny because they were able to run the ball pretty well um, last week when they uh, you know with uh, against. Uh, the Rams 
kind of ran the ball well when they gave it to him and when they allowed him to run the ball. They don't have a lot of receivers, and now Hopkins is out for a while again. Um, and they, they had Christian Kirk and other guys, but they haven't didn't seem to go to him as much as I thought they were going to. So it's really, a, it's really and I'm sure the NFL loves this. I mean, I, I think the NFL loves it if there's one team that stands out or if nobody stands out. Yeah, well, Pete Rozelle was the parody yeah. was that everything he everything they did was to get parody, right? Right, right. So. And, and that's what they said. That, you know, they they say the NFL always looks for parody, and I think you've got it this year because it's hard for a lot of people, I think, to look at the NFL and say who is the best team because like if you watch the game on Thursday, Kansas City wins the game ultimately, but I don't, I didn't see them as being the best team throughout the no. contest. So, no, and, and that and that's their season's been like that. You know, yeah. for three weeks it looked like they were anything but the Chiefs, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, how do the Broncos? They have a winning record. How is that possible? I don't know. I, I I don't see any. I know. I mean, they I know they went down and surprised the Cowboys, and no one saw that coming. But especially in Dallas, yeah, they didn't see that coming. So the Chiefs have now won seven in a row. Um, let me see the other other streaks, winning streaks in the NFL. You've got the uh, Bucks have won four in a row, mm, and you have Kansas City seven in a row, and the Dolphins have won five straight. <laughs> yeah, they're six and seven. They won five straight. <laughs> so, I mean, there's no rhyme or reason to what's going on in the NFL this year. No. And I, they, you know, that makes it tough as, for us for us as gamblers, but as fans of the as league. As Bears fans, it makes it real tough because you can always count on a four or five or six game losing streak here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, also, don't know if anyone has any action on the Panthers game today, but they are helping kicker Zane Gonzalez off the field. So you might see a lot of two-point conversions in that game for the Panthers today. Oh, jeez. What happened there? They're helping him off the field. Good question. Maybe That's never good, the... pre-game No, warm-ups. not usually. No, that's what I'm saying. What happened there? Yeah, not usually. <laughs> So we'll take a look at all the games coming up today. We'll do that, but we're going to talk to Jesse Rogers. We come back, talk a little baseball. I know there's a lockout, but Jesse's going to tell us what's happening, what he thinks could happen. And um, I got a, I got a question for Jesse and for you, Brian, about the Cubs. I got a feeling the Cubs are going to do something big. I don't know what Ooh. it is, but I just have a feeling that they might. We'll talk about that when we come back in just two minutes here on ESPN 1000.